Nashville Predators welcome one of the hottest teams in the NHL to Bridgestone Arena tonight, the New York Islanders. Yeah, they're one of the NHL's best. We'll talk about what the Preds can do to win this game. Plus, a conversation Anna and I had off camera yesterday that lasted for 30 minutes got us both so spicy that we think we needed to make a segment on it. Let's talk about the concept of the Preds tanking today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free Nashville Predators podcast. That's available to you on all platforms and, of course, on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. All right, Ann. Uh, we have some good conversations off camera. We do. Sometimes uh, they are hockey related. Sometimes we're glad the record button is not rolling. Fact. Uh, when uh, when those come up. We had one yesterday morning uh, after recording our show. And, you know, at, we got into it. Like, not like yeah. you and me fighting, but like into it as in like we got like super kind of angry, like kind mm -hmm. of like. Again, not at each other, like kind of just at situational. Right. And we stopped and we were like, you know what? Let's just make this a segment. Like, I feel like yep. this needs to just be a segment on the podcast. Yeah, and big feels. And it stems from, well, let me let me say this. The Preds are on a two-game winning streak. Mm -hmm. uh, they haven't looked, you know, perfect, but they have found ways to kind of grind out wins over some pretty decent teams. Uh, yes. Over the Last two games and so everybody's like okay yeah maybe maybe this is something going maybe the preds are going in the right direction and we checked the timeline we checked some like you know group chats we're in and a lot of takes come out and are like ugh they they <sighs> won two row they need to be losing <sighs> these games or this is just going to encourage them that they don't need to rebuild yeah <sighs> Long story short, angry at the Preds win because mm -hmm. they think the Preds need to be losing as much as possible. Yes. Yeah. So, so much to unpack here and only a 30-minute episode in which to do it. But let's just try. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There and this is not. I mean, there's a whole group. There's a, there's a number of people from a number of different places in the hockey world who have this feeling about the Nashville Predators when the Predators, you know, in the off season picked up Nino Niederreiter, Ryan McDonough, this and that. You know, the players that kind of stood out in training camp who made the roster, the players who maybe didn't make the roster and ended up in Milwaukee. So there's always just a little bit of turmoil in the early season with the Predators. And I'm sure that's true in fan bases across the NHL. But this has taken a turn in which I feel like we need to have a little moment. 
because when the Predators win against a team like the New York Rangers two to one, and you get online or you engage in conversation in the hockey sphere, and some of the feedback you get is, oh, gosh, first of all, they shouldn't have won it because of this stat, this stat, this stat, this stat. Connor, this stat. Ba- Connor Bedard. Yeah. Connor, but but what about Connor Bedard? Um, who I'm sure is lovely, first of all. Let me just say, I'm sure I, I have heard his name so much uh, from so many fan bases this year that I've already guaranteed to hate him. Uh, <laughs> unless, unless he does wind up in Nashville. Or yes. Right. Also. Uh, but yeah, any like 30 out of the 32 teams, wherever he gets drafted, I'm going to be like, screw this guy at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so if you, if your natural response after the Nashville Predators have struggled to get some things together in the early season and they have if UC Saros has struggled to play his Vesna caliber goaltending and he has if some of the players that have been cold have not come up you know like they needed to for the Predators and they have and then suddenly they put some good pieces together and they beat a team like I don't know the New York Rangers and your immediate response out loud like your immediate response inside i'm not here to judge that but if your immediate response out loud is dang it what are we doing like what are we like it is so much a bigger a question for me you know and i'm here for all the kinds of hockey fans as somebody who even last night had to look on twitter at some person who makes some ridiculously lame joke y'all this is why women like pete davidson he's actually funny you know you've got some dude saying the numbers are higher for women in hockey it's because of roman yossi har 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 like i have a lot of grace for a lot of people and a lot of people in hockey and so you have your fandom mine does not revolve around roman yossi or his looks but stop Pooping on everyone's hockey parade, y'all. Stop pooping on the hockey parade. Here's that's my just th- that's just the start. That's just my opening argument. <laughs> here's here's and here's my opening. You can enjoy hockey however you choose to enjoy it. Yes. Like I feel like, and I want to make that clear. Like here yes. at Lock Predators, I want to be tolerant of any hockey take. Like For any sure. hockey take. I may look and be like, this is absolutely not a good take at all, but I'm not going to like tear you down uh, for, no. having, for having said take. Right. Um, here's, I don't have tolerance for people who do that. And a lot of that is coming from some of the people with these takes. And that's what I have a problem with. But mm-hmm. here is, I have... Well, let me let me just lay it out there. For those of you who want Preds rebuild, let me say I hear you and I hear your reasoning behind it, and mm-hmm. you make some good points. Like not you can wrong. Talk about maybe this Preds ceiling not being where it needs to be to get a cup. I can agree with that. Mm-hmm. I you can talk about maybe this roster, you know, is just winning games because certain players are overperforming kind of where they should be. I understand that. I have three fundamental issues 
with the idea that the Nashville Predators need to tear it down and rebuild. I guess I guess three fundamental like issues with this entire situation. Okay. Number one, and let's go through them one at a time. Mm-hmm. Number one is the idea that the Nashville Predators, in order to get where they need to be, need to burn it all to the ground and restart from the ground up. That, to me, that's fundamental issue number one, because mm-hmm. they really don't. I mean, no. you look at the culture, yeah, they're, they're not where they need to be. Are there, is the ceiling, like, maybe lower than some other teams? Yeah. But it's not like they have nothing to build around. You know, they have UC who is a Vezina caliber goaltender really for the past two years now. And, you know, if he can overcome the slow start, he's another game-changing goalie. Yep. You have Roman Yossi, who won the Norris Trophy two seasons ago, arguably should have won it last year. We remember the guy that didn't vote for him at all. We remember you. Yeah, there's there's still a debate on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have two 40-goal scorers on your team right now, both mm-hmm. of them locked up long term and yeah i know the argument that oh they had like a high shooting percentage and you know they can't get to be back next year that doesn't mean they suck like that doesn't mean right. they're not going to play good for you moving forward even if they're like 65 70 point players that's good enough if you have other players on the team that are you know performing the way they should so it's and you have a lot of good up and coming pieces in the system so it's not like the Predators are like devoid of anybody to build around, avoid of any kind of talent that can take on anybody in the NHL right now. They, you know, I described it like this, Anne. If you're building a house, like you build a house from the ground up, you lay all the concrete, you put the foundation in, you have the structure up, you know, the roof is up, and you just can't build the drywall. Like mm-hmm. the drywall keeps crumbling. You, you put it up one thing, you, you tear it down, you put it up again. And it's like, well, for some reason, this drywall is not working. You may need a new contractor. You right. may need a new person in charge of the drywall. Yeah. But you don't bulldoze what you've already built. You don't go in, throw some sticks of dynamite in this half completed house because you can't get the drywall right and blow it to smithereens. You just find somebody who's pretty good at putting up drywall. And that's what the Nashville Predators need. They need a good drywall guy. And maybe that's where you look at the GM. Maybe that's where you look at the coach and be like, okay, this we've plateaued. What else do we need to do? But that's a separate conversation than having the Predators tank, getting up all Mm -hmm. these draft picks, trading everybody and starting over. That's a different conversation. And if right. your only reason is you want the Predators to tank is because you want to see some people fired, number one, there's no guarantee that's going to happen. Number two, that's not being a fan. That's being a dick. <laughs> like, just, like hoping your team loses so somebody who doesn't like loses their job. Right. Like, I get it. It's hockey. But if they're performing, they're performing. doesn't matter if you right. like it or not. If they're, you know, have the team where they need to be, they're doing their job. So if you're like cheering against the team because you don't like the people who are in charge, that's different. Like that's, right. that's a different thing than your team needing a rebuild. I've been ranting for a while. I'm going to let you jump in. 
but like one more thing I want to say is mm -hmm. just, like that everybody thinks like, oh, rebuild is trading everybody you have and redoing some new thing. No, rebuild can just be getting some new pieces in. You look yes. at the Pittsburgh Penguins after their, you know, their first cup run in the late 2000s, you know, they went through a year where they underperformed a lot. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, Crosby was Crosby, but there's nobody else on that team and they were kind of falling apart. They fired Dan Bilesma, who had a lot of goodwill because he led them to a cup. They fired uh, Ray Shero, who Predators fans know and love here. You know, they refired them. They put new people in charge. You got Mike Sullivan as a coach. You got Jim Rutherford as your GM. And they looked and it's like, okay, we don't need to rebuild, but we need to retool a little bit. And they started trading, you know, some of the long players. They started bringing new faces in. They started bringing people up from the system and just kind of threw them in and said, you know what? You did well in the AHL. We're going to test you out here like Jake Gensel or Brian. Right. Uh, and guess what happened? They won two more cups with new people in charge, not by, you know, nuking the whole thing, but by looking at their best players and saying, how can we better supplant them? The Washington Capitals finally won a cup after there was talk. They were going to like trade Ovi. There was talk. Remember like kind of in the mid two thousands when Barry Trott said Ovi on the third line, it's like, you know, this isn't working out. They need, you know, Nicholas Backstrom's washed up. You know, they need to kind of redo some things around. They got yep. new people in charge. George McPhee came in or was, you know, fired. The longtime GM that put that first team together. They bring in Brian McClellan. And what happens? Same thing as in Pittsburgh. They started identifying who's the key players. It's obviously Ovi. They started bringing up, like kind of went all in on younger players, guys like Kuznetsov and Burakovsky. And they retooled. They brought some new people in that complemented that style of play. And they won a Stanley Cup. Like, do you see what I'm saying? It's just because your ceiling is not high enough to win doesn't mean the people who can get you to a higher ceiling aren't already on the team. There. Yes. Yes. hundred percent this. And the whole idea that you have to tear it all down and sell off pieces to invest in younger pieces doesn't net. I mean, it's not necessarily historically true. And right. it just, it, it turns creating a sports team into algebra. And that is the point that I really get stuck on. This is not linear. You know, you can, and we've done an episode before, there's something where I think it was the athletic came up with like, here are these key pieces that you have to have to create a Stanley that, you know, Stanley cup winning teams generally have. So there's a yeah. little bit that's formulaic about it, but there's a whole lot that's not. And the idea that you can, get them young and raise them up into this system is the only way. It's the most uh, efficient way. It's the most successful way to put together a winning team. I just don't think that that is something that's true. This is not math. <laughs> Sports is not math. Very few things in life are math. The whole vibe and like, and, and I want to reiterate what you said, like I am here for like, if people enjoy doing the GMing, I am here for that. Like, if that is what brings you joy in sports, like that is, it's not kind of how I look at hockey, but I'm totally here for that. It's the best part of NHL, the uh, NHL EA sports game. It's the BGM. Yeah, I don't, I'm it's not, into that. it's 
it's too many buttons for me to push. So I don't play that. But if you do, like, I think that that is amazing. The problem that I have with it is that sometimes the people who, who preach this, it gives off that whole, my kids would never do that vibes. Like as a mom, you walk through life in the grocery store with your kid, throw in a temper tantrum because they all do. And the people who don't have kids go, my kid would never do that. Yeah. My kid would never do that. Well, when I have kids, I'm going to do this and they're never going to do that. And I'm like, friend, a hockey team is just like raising, raising a child. Like you can say, my kid will never do that. And my kid will do this. And you're going to get what you get. Yeah. You coach the, you, like you said, you parent the kids you have, not the yeah. kids you. Yeah. That's not the kids you thought you'd have. And the same is true with creating a hockey team. You yeah. know, you, you can't say I'm going to get a kid with this talent and draft him. And we'll dig into this more. Cause I know we need to take a break in a second, but it's not algebra. You, you, your team is going to do that. Your team is going to go through a slump. Your team, no matter how you create it from the ground up, is going to do that. And so don't like, don't come at it with an arrogance. Like, come at it with that. Let's have a discussion. And we've been a part of those discussions. And it's really fun, actually, I think, to have those discussions with people when it's done that way. It's the y'all are so dumb for being happy that the Predators beat the Rangers because now we can't win Connor Bedard. First of all, couldn't pick Connor Bedard out of a lineup. Second of all, he's 12. Give me <laughs> Philip Forsberg. <laughs> Well, that's and you hit on something that leads me to point number two, like problem number two with this. Let's get to that in a second. But first, want to mention today's show is sponsored by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional sport out there and every amateur sport out there from football to basketball soccer esports hockey everything in between they've got you covered at betonline.net and if you love sports podcasts like the one ann and i do where we just rant into the void <laughs> those at bet online as well we're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more Bet online where the game starts. All right, Ann. I, as I mentioned, I had three fundamental, you know, problems with the people that are like the Preds need to rebuild. Oh, blah, 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 blah. We Dang it, on, they beat the Rangers. Yeah, we hit on number one. Don't worry, we're gonna get to that. We hit on number one, which was do the Preds actually need to tear it down? Mm -hmm. Let's hit on problem number two. And that mm -hmm. is, I think the people that some people who are, have this opinion have unrealistic expectations of what a rebuild entails. That is my second biggest problem with yes. uh, the sentiment online. When you hear people talk about rebuilds and everybody always kind of has the same thing. It's always, you know, we need to, you know, we need to be bad this season. We need to lock up. Even if we don't get Connor Bedard, we'll get like a top five pick. We need to trade, you know, Ryan Johansson for some picks and prospects. We need to trade Matt Duchesne for picks and prospects. And then, you know, once we develop them in five years, you know, we're going to come at it with a high ceiling. Right. That sounds wonderful. 
That sounds like a great plan. Oh, I would do that. That sounds like an awesome plan. I have been following hockey since, what, 1995, 96? I don't know, since I was a kid. Yeah. I remember that scenario happening where a team rebuilt in five years and stayed like that caliber of a team. I remember it happening exactly once. Mm -hmm. And that is Tampa Bay Lightning. Yes. Yeah. A team that has done it, it with success in that short of a time. Now, here's there's been other uh, people are going to talk about the Colorado Avalanche. They've been rebuilding since the first lockout in mm-hmm. 04. That's when they kind of started their rebuild. And for every, you know, Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, we're talking about it. Oh, like, no, they rebuilt and look what happened. They don't tell you about the, the Matt Duchesne, you know, led era where Duncan Siemens was your prospect of the future and Tyson Berry was on the back line, like – John Mitchell was like your number two center. They don't tell you about that part of the Colorado mm-hmm. Avalanche back when like that was that was like five years after they started, and that was like, is is this it? Yeah, they don't tell you about that. Everybody talks about you know the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, well, look at them, Maple Leafs. Like, it's worth it for them because they have Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, and look, like they're close to a cup. They haven't gotten past the first round since I was a freshman in high school. (laughs) 2004. The Atlanta Thrashers have been to the playoffs more times since the Toronto Maple Maple Leafs last won a playoff series. The Atlanta Thrashers have been to the playoffs more times than the Leafs have won playoff series. Yeah. So there's. This, there's not guaranteed that that's going to work. Like there's a lot of question marks about that team this year, whether it's good enough to win like the mm-hmm. Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. They got Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Good for them. Don't know how you can't figure out to build around them, but would you call the Edmonton Oilers right now a Stanley cup team, even with those two? Because it's those two and who else? Right. And it's then, those, two. those two. Hey, remember the three number one draft picks they had in a row. We have Taylor Hall, who's in Boston now, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who's a number two center, although a pretty good number two center, and then Niall Yakupov, maybe one of the biggest draft busts of all time. Like, yeah. do you remember that? Do you remember those first three, like, guaranteed star players they all racked up? Like, none. I would say none of them matched expectations. Yes. Except maybe Taylor Hall once he went to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But that, that that's the thing. It's like there's these kind of unrealistic expectations that it's going to be a linear path or like, you know, yes. kind of like, like maybe just like kind of up and down, but like always trending up. You don't right. know. That. You mm-hmm. may you may wind up more rock bottom than you are right now. Yes. Then you yes. may have to have an even bigger rebuild. You may rebuild think you have something, realize you don't need to tear it down. You may have to do that for two, three more decades before you're even close to having the level of talent that you have now in Nashville. There's no guarantees. There's no guarantee that you can have three number one picks in a row. None of them may wind up being key players for your team or good enough to center a rebuild around. You don't know that there's no guarantee and you know this may last 50 years it may be another 50 years before we see a cup win we could be dead 
We can never see the Nashville Predators win the Stanley Cup. (laughs) Welcome to the show, everyone. I mean, like, look, it's like there's this perpetual. You could be in like a perpetual state of rebuild, but not be good enough to compete for, Mm -hmm. you know, the rest of your lifetime. You just don't know. And I think that is what my biggest thing is. There's this best, like worst case scenario. And for me, I look at a team that has been to the Stanley Cup who mm-hmm. has made playoffs for all but three years since the first lockout in 04, uh, second only to the Pittsburgh Penguins in uh, playoff appearances in the entire NHL at that time, more than a couple of dynasties on that list, like the Blackhawks. The Predators have something sustainable, and I think you have a better shot at making a Stanley Cup if yes. you just look at what's working well and build around that. And yeah, maybe you do have to trade some people. Maybe you have to kind of be not competitive, you know, for one or like, you know, not go for it. Maybe you have to, you know, right. Roman Yossi, but maybe, you know, just go all in with some of your star players, which is not happening. Cody glass. Maybe you just put some of these big players in prime positions. You're just saying, look, if we suck this year, you know, if, if you can't get it done, you can't get it done. But, you know, we're going to go in. Like, this is somebody that we think we, you're going to be a piece of our team. You can do that. I think you're closer to a cup than that. Then you are taking your chances at completely tearing it down and going into the unknown for who knows how long. If you have something, why not just try to build around what you have instead yes. of just, you know, rolling the dice for – who knows? It could be 5, 10, 15, 20, 50 years. Yes. 100%. It, it is 100% true. And, you know, I look at I look at sports and maybe I look at sports very differently than other people. Because for me, the whole idea, like you said it out loud, that like I could be dead before the Predators win a Stanley Cup. First of all, that's a little bit of a shocking all statement. Right, sorry but- for, for being important. <laughs> little but i'm not saying you know you don't know and the reason that you don't know is because again this is not algebra a plus b plus c does not always equal the answer that greta keverline gave you in eighth grade you know like this is not that was my algebra teacher this is not you know this is not linear and I agree with what you're saying. I think that it is much easier to put together pieces that have been in the league. I think there is an advantage to bringing in pieces that have been in the league that have been parts of winning teams. You have a better idea, I think, when you are looking in the league already. In some respects, I think it is at least equal. You're looking in the league and saying like, for instance, the Nashville Predators, the second line, big issue after last season. You can look in the league and you have a better idea of how somebody might perform in there than you necessarily do bringing in somebody who is young. You have to have both. A team has to have both. Um, You could have a team that's like almost all veterans, but your window is small. Right. But you cannot just assume that you are going to start with a team and raise them upright and they are going to become a Stanley Cup contender. That's just not how that's not how very many things at all work. You don't just bring in a team of young people and first of all, keep them together in this league. Uh, 
in, like you said, it's not linear injuries. Players don't develop. I mean, you can look back and I think Nashville does a pretty good job of drafting, but you can look back and you can say, oh yeah, that one did not pan out. That one is a good player, but his ceiling is AHL. You know what I'm saying? Like you are really kind of, this is your best guess when you are looking at these young players and to say, we need to tear it all down. We need, you know, Bedard and some of his buddies to get together and we can raise up a Stanley cup team. It's just not logical. You need both. And for me, it just comes back to, and I don't know, maybe I'm different. I don't necessarily watch the Nashville predators because by God, at the end of this, I better have a Stanley cup. Now that is not to say that I was not torn up when they lost against the Penguins. I was torn up y'all. And I don't even know them. Like I don't even go here. (laughs) (laughs) So I, you know, I get the investment, but it's interesting to me that there may be a segment of fans who are only interested in that end result. And that is so un-Ted Lasso. That is so un-Ted Lasso. I, I mean, I get it. And like, okay. You want, you want your team to win. Like, trust me, when the Detroit Lions win the Super Bowl, I realize I'm wearing a Bengals shirt right now, but when the Detroit Lions win the Super Bowl, uh, that's going to be like the greatest day of my life because yeah. I've seen a whole lot. And I get it. But like for me, like, you know, I have good memories of 2017 because the Predators had never been there before. My memories stem from going out to the watch party during game Mm -hmm. four and hanging out with some of my best friends, watching that game and just going absolutely wild when like Freddie Gaudreau scored that goal that they didn't think crossed the line, but crossed the line when Victor Arvidsson had that breakaway. You know, I have good memories of that. I have good memories of just being in the crowd with my parents for things like the Red Wings fight night game, the ice Mm -hmm. storm. You know, those are like where my sports memories come from. And I get it. Like you want to see your team win, but I think so many people are just, and I'm going to, you know what, actually let's say that because that is a perfect segue into point number three, like point number three, this problem. Let's save that. All right. We're going to save that. If you are not getting enough sports raging on today's episode, (laughs) we can point you in another direction as well. So we want to thank you for making Locked on Predators your first listen of the day. For your second listen today, you need to go check out Locked on Sports Today. Locked on Sports Today covers all of the games that matter across All of the leagues, they cover the biggest stories happening in sports right now. You go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with information and insight that only Locked On can provide. So check out Locked On Sports today. It's available on this app, available on YouTube, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Okay, so point number three, my three biggest things Mm -hmm. that I have to take umbrage with about the presenting rebuild talked about before it is the people actively upset when the predators win hockey games and this is something that dated back to the lockout shortened 2021 season because remember the predators were pretty bad and it looked like they were going to blow the whole thing up and start over then they went on a epic run 
statistically one of the best stretches of run, like best stretches of play the Predators have ever had. Like it was one of their more impressive statistical runs and they made the playoffs. They got in by the skin of their teeth in the second to last game of the season, but they got it. And I just remember there's a couple people, a certain segment of the fan base, um, a lot of younger people mm-hmm. were pissed about that. <laughs> they, they were. were. Just, that they were like, were. like I remember one, and I, I got into it uh, with, with one fan uh, that basically, you know, basically said, this is actually the worst thing that could mm-hmm. happen in the future to Nashville. That is where my biggest issue comes into play. And we talked about this before the break. You can enjoy hockey however you want. Like, you know, I get the end result. I talked about some of my favorite moments being, you know, more about the situation. You know, I, I get it. Some sports fans live and die by their team. And, uh, you know, we, you and I both know some people kind of in our circle that it's like, if the Preds like lose it, like <sighs> it, it ruins their, it ruins their week. Yeah. Like they just get like, so worked out about it sometimes. And it's like, it's, it doesn't have to be that way. Number one, mm-hmm. but there's these people that live and die by their team so much that when they don't do things exactly how they would do them. You talked about it earlier, them playing GM, they just get so worked up and that's when they get combative. They're like, mm-hmm. you know, all these people celebrating this winter stupid or all these yes. people that are praising John Hines or praising this player, you know, you're setting LOL. the team back decades. Yeah. LOL. This person said, Michael McCarron had a good game. Here's his, all his numbers and stuff like that. <laughs> Ignoring the fact that he just like blocked five shots on a penalty, like a four minute penalty. Four minute game. penalty. Yeah, got in passing lanes and forced a mistake. Like it's just like this sort of "I'm smarter than you" yes. kind of attitude that's perpetuating yes. from some of these people, and you see it in some of these. Like when the Predators like won the second straight game, a lot of people are like, "Oh my God, stop winning!" Like mm-hmm. what? What's the point? Like what's yeah. the point of being a fan if you're going to be pissed when the team that you wear on your jersey that the team you go pay money to see that the team with all the posters up in your room like like are you going to be mad when they win like what's yeah. the point of cheering are you just going to go there and cheer ironically like like freaking flock of seagulls in 1980 <laughs> like is, is that what you're going to do like let's like let's yeah. say writers like put like Yuso Parson in and then they call up Phil Tomasino and those guys tear it up are you going to be pissed that two young players are tearing it up? Are you going to be like, well, this, this, they're getting us farther away from Connor Bedard. Like, do you realize like how much of a freaking Grinch you sound like? Yes. Predators actually do what you're supposed to do in sports and win a game. Yes. And I've asked people of this. It's like, so what's the point? Like, you know, let's say the Preds tear it down. Are you like, what's the point of watching for the next like five years, if the end result is they're just mm-hmm. going to lose, like you just want them to lose. And somebody said like, well, you know, I would hope that the light at the end of the tunnel is that we, you know, we can get, you know, closer a cup, but what are you going to do while you're in that tunnel? Like, are you going to yeah. be like the person that holds their breath to make a wish? 
whenever you're like driving through the tunnel, that tunnel could be three miles long. It's a long you tunnel. Could be dry. You could be like car spelunking into a cave. <laughs> you have no idea how long that tunnel is. So what are you going to just hold your breath the whole time? No. Yeah. I'm a sports fan. You should always want your team to win. I fundamentally believe that that is the Ron Swanson set in his ways, grumpy old like thing. That's the only thing I should say is as a fan, I want to see my team win. One yes. of like the other team I follow, the Detroit Red Wings, they have some good players now as a result of them sucking. But those five years were painful. Yes. Like every eight, three loss that I went and got, saw somehow both games that I've been to at the new Red Wings arena have been an eight, three loss that sucked to sit through. Yeah. And the whole time, like every time, like Sam Reinhardt scored one of his, I think he had three goals in that game. I wasn't like, yes, closer to a top pick. I was like, dear God, I paid money to go see this. Yes. Like, just and that's what just winds me up. It's just like this sort yes. of like all this negativity. And if like they're not losing, they're not doing what you want. You shame other fans who like actually want to see this team do well. Yeah, it's just, it drives me up a wall. And look, like I said before, like I'm tolerant of all fans. Like I will have a friendly debate. This is like the one thing that it's like. I absolutely hate above all else are the fans yes. that actively cheer against. against. Yes. And I am where I am exactly where you are. I, you know what, again, I don't, I'm not interested in looking at the Nashville predators necessarily from a GM position. It's not what I find interesting about it, but I think it's cool that other people do, but I am with you. Did these same people lament as much when the Predators made the Stanley Cup Finals? Because, friends, the Nashville Predators weren't the best team. No. And they made the Stanley Cup Finals. This was not – I mean, this was not a team that was predicted to make it. All that would – did you lament that the math didn't add up? And, oh, my gosh, great. Now this team made the Stanley Cup Finals. You know, I've heard people say the worst thing that happened in Nashville was making the Stanley Cup Finals. Did you not have fun? <laughs> did you not enjoy it? Look, I am the woman who sat as a child through four Buffalo Bills Super Bowl consecutive losses. So I speak from a place of pain when I tell you. <laughs> Take the joy in sports when it's offered to you because what the road you think is going to lead you through the tunnel to the eventual light at the end of the tunnel to the pinnacle of this sports championship it doesn't always work my gram used to say you can't put an old head on a young body trust this old head when i tell you it's not as easy as you say it is and yeah. there are some people who lamenting is a part of their sports experience. And I'm okay with that. Like if you enjoy being miserable when your team loses and that's a part of your experience, lament away. But please don't do it with an air of superiority as you quote your statistics and talk down to the people that are high-fiving because by God, the Nashville Predators beat Central Division rival Minnesota Wild two to one high-five. It's 
and look, we we've ranted long enough, but Have I we would though? Like, this can go on and on. Like I get on and it. on. But I think it's just like, here's the thing. I think as a sports fan, sometimes you just gotta ride the roller coaster. Ride the roller coaster. You're gonna Put your go, hands in the air. You're gonna go through moments that and this is this is more advice than like anything. Mm-hmm. Just in my experience as a sports fan, you're going to ride the roller coaster. There are going to be times where you scream at the coach and GM and it's like, what are you doing? There are going to be times that you're just on top of the world and elated and everything is going right. There's going to be times where everything is put together right. You love the people involved, but they're not getting it done. That's Mm -hmm. part of what sports is. And sometimes when you try to kind of be the GM, when you kind of try to be the, this is, this is what needs to happen to fix it. Like, I get it. Like, it's fun to do like, and yeah. uh, you know, there's a lot of that out there. And I think everybody as fans should just chime in on like what they want to do. But I think also just as a warning, if you do that, you're, you're setting yourself up sometimes just mm-hmm. for, you know, to be mad, to be unhappy. Yes. And that to me is my one thing. It's like, I think sometimes as a sports fan, you can't overthink, you can't put yourself in the shoes. You just got to ride the wave. Yep. You just got to ride the roller coaster, even though sometimes a roller coaster may be on fire. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so we've talked about that for a long time. Uh, hey, by the way, the Predators play the New York <laughs> Islanders tonight. Yeah. Um, so what's let's let's keep it very brief. Yes. One thing you think the Predators need to do to win tonight? I think the Predators need to continue to play more north south. Stop being so super pretty with your east west stuff. Play with speed north south. We saw some of it against the Wild. Do that offensively. Yep. Charge, charge, charge. What about you? What's their one thing they need to do tonight? Uh, I think they need to get the puck in high danger areas, especially on the power play. Power play is still on. a little bit of a sore point uh, for the National Bears, even though they did just did score uh, against Minnesota the other night. Uh, they need to uh, kind of do all these cross-ice passes. They need to keep moving. They need to open up some lanes right in front of that net. I think that is going to be the key to win. Yep. And tomorrow we're off your complete game recap, including our one word. So it's going it, to be amazing. It is going to be amazing. We may rant about more stuff. Who sees? Uh, all right. So that is us. That is we put a lot out there. I feel like I either need like a coffee or a cigarette or like some <laughs> at this point to yes. get that on track. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's going to do it. Uh, Anne, where can the people find your work? You can find my work at InsideThePreds.com and you can find me on Twitter at AMK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at OnTheForeCheck.com and follow me on Twitter underscore NS Morgan. If you are a casual Wings fan, you can also follow my work at Winging It in Motown. 
Com. You can find this podcast wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, if you're on there, be sure to subscribe and give us a rating if you like what you heard. And if you're on YouTube, be sure to hit the like, subscribe, and bell notifications. That way you'll always know when we have fresh content out for you. That's going to do it for us today on Locked on Predators. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Back tomorrow with Preds Islanders Recap.